0: This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com.
1: To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown!
2: Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Slammed to the ground by Budabaker, like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins!
2: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast visit azcardinals.com slash podcast here
1: we go this is it caught by Kirk at the 20 at the 10 touchdown oh baby how's that feel
2: here's Craig Griolu, Mike Jurecki, and three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch
3: four games four walk-offs it will go down as the greatest weekend in the NFL but it lacks something gentlemen it lacked the Arizona Cardinals. So many what-ifs, Kyle, looking back. Although, it's only been one week since the loss to the Rams, yet it feels so, so much longer. And I don't know if that's just because of the four games that we watched on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. But one week, one week ago last night, Cardinals lose the Rams in the wild card.
4: Yeah, it does. We were just talking about that off the air about it. It seems like that was a month ago. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the games this weekend were incredible. I think um, as as somebody that studied this team during the season, and somebody that's a huge Arizona Cardinals fan, I think the frustrating part was for the majority of this season, I only did the Cardinals look like a Super Bowl team. They were the by far the best team in the division, and we're staring at two teams in our division in the NFC Championship. I think that's the frustrating part is, um, you know, you felt like – uh, we, we had a, a you know at 4-0 and at one point in the division we had a stronghold on the division and at the very least we were the best team in you know what a lot of people consider the best division in football and here we're staring at an NFC championship game with two of our rivals
3: as owner Michael Bidwell said on Monday at a press conference held by the Arizona Super Bowl host committee quote anytime you see your direct competitors in the playoffs it should bother any football fan and it certainly bothers this one end quote we'll get into the NFC championship game and AFC championship game in the second half of this edition of the Cardinals Red Sea report but MJ it's it's time though to look forward and what's it's going to take to get the Cardinals to be playing in the divisional round first of all and then here coming up on championship weekend
5: well they're going to have to figure it out and if teams are making adjustments in the second half of the season they have to make adjustments and you know it's going a lot of it's going to come on on the on the coaches but also, really, at the end of the day, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. And so it was disappointing. Um, hopefully, Kyler and the entire team can eat it and learn from it and let it never happen again.
3: Well, the roster construction has already begun. There are 25 free agents for the Arizona Cardinals, 21 unrestricted free agents. And as head coach Cliff Kingsbury said the day after that loss of the Rams, yeah, the offseason has begun.
0: It's an ongoing process, and Steve does a great job of of getting right into it. And um, There'll be some tough decisions to make, and, and uh, we've got to figure some things out.
3: Looking at the defense, though, Kyle, that's your side of the ball, and you look at the number of unrestricted free agents on defense, there are nine of them. But the biggest name and the biggest question mark probably of any of the free agents is Chandler Jones. What do you do? He's 32 years old. Yet, if you don't re-sign Chandler Jones, what's your plan to get a pass rush? Because you need a pass rush to affect opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's the big
4: question, right? I think, um, you know, maybe the prudent decision would be, based upon what he's going to command contract-wise and years-wise, might be to let him hit free agency and explore that and potentially let him leave. However, I'm curious to see how the Cardinals approach not only this offseason but going into next season uh, with the Super Bowl being here next year. Uh, you know, really uh, the pretty amazing thing about the way Steve Kime has done things is he's assembled a very talented roster without completely mortgaging our future, whereas the Seahawks have, the Niners have, and the Rams have. And the Rams, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty apparent they're in an all-in win to get to the Super Bowl this year because they're hosting it. So, um, you know, we may not get this opportunity again to get us not anytime soon to get another Super Bowl back here in the desert. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what our philosophy is. Are we going to mortgage our future um, trying to get to a Super Bowl at our home stadium? So, um, again, um, you know, there's no question Chandler Jones is one of the most talented pass rushers in the NFL. He's a problem. He's a playmaker. He can, he's a game changer when he's on. Uh, But there was long spurts this season where he went sackless, and he was, you know, other than really the first game, he wasn't super productive for the rest of the season. So I think they need to take a a good hard look at it.
5: Yeah, you always got to look at what's behind door number two, Um, you know, when it comes to free agents and, you know, a guy that left here and put up some good numbers, Son Reddick, so he's a free agent. We'll see if they put the tag on him. I think it's very similar to Patrick Peterson. Hey, go out there and find what you're worth, but I don't think they have any intention of possibly bringing him back just based on the inconsistency over the year. I, this is just me thinking out loud. Um, it takes two to tango, but uh, I do think uh, if he would have had more, he was more consistent this year, I think they were willing to give him an extension, a two-year deal, you know, maybe you know, 18 to 20 per year. Um, but I, I don't think there's been no negotiations on that, so I would anticipate he will test free agency. Five sacks, week one five and a half sacks the rest
3: of the season but to your point mj if they're going to let him walk what's the plan and whether we know that now or later that's the scary part for cardinal fans because what you have currently on the roster marcus golden And then that's it as far as getting after quarterbacks.
5: Well, the good news, they don't play until September. So this is part of the offseason. You can build your roster three different ways. You can resign your own free agents. You can uh, acquire free agents. You can make a trade. And then you throw in the draft. So um, this is the pre-planning for the offseason. And they're going to have a plan. And a lot of people think the Cardinals went in this year. If they would have went in, they would have traded for Stefan Gilmore. They, they made a trade for Zach Ertz because Max Williams went down. As a general manager, you have to look ahead to the next two or three years, and it's going to be interesting what happens with Kyler Murray uh, because I think right now uh, they want to see more progress in the way they finish the season to even consider giving him a contract extension. You got what?
3: Maybe one more snap left in you, yeah, and one well, more one more week. That's it. That's it. Hey, so just just
4: <laughs> I, I think an important signing will be Dennis Gardeck. I think you saw what he could do as a pass rush role last season, um, and having you know suffered two ACL injuries myself. I was not able to do the things I wanted to do that next season, and I think he will continue to get healthier, and hopefully he can at least pick up some of that slack. I mean, you want to at least have the known versus the unknown, and then as far as filling you know, the pass rush spot, um, I think you try to address it in the draft. Um, you know, you you, you you need to find somebody that can get to the quarterback, but typically you have to overpay, and I don't know that this team is in a position to overpay for an outside pass rusher this offseason.
3: Gardeck on the field for 16% of the team's defensive snaps this past season, but it was in 2020 where we saw that real production. Now, he didn't surprise anyone this season, so maybe it's time for him to adjust coming up in 2022, but Dennis Gardeck is among the nine free agents that the Cardinals have on defense. We'll touch on some others here, but head coach Cliff Kingsbury on where this team needs to get work done because, as we talked about, there are two teams playing in the NFC Championship game from the NFC West.
0: We've got a lot of work to do, and we want to be better and finish strong and all of those things. But um, we definitely improved dramatically in the first three years, and we're hoping to do the same next year. And, and we're going to have to. The NFC West is a challenge year in and year out with great players and um, great teams. And uh, we we got to make some, some real progress if we want to keep up.
3: Aside from pass rush, MJ, you look at the defense and defensive line and cornerback. Corey Peters is a free agent. Robert Alford is due to become an unrestricted free agent Two veterans, but veterans that contributed. And in the case of Alford, I thought,
5: was a huge contributor before getting hurt. He was their most physical corner. He would have been a great matchup on Odell Beckham Jr. I would bring him back on a minimum deal. I mean, just for depth. Um, obviously, you know, you got to hope to see more progress of Marco Wilson. Byron Murphy played well in the first half of the season, didn't play as well down the stretch. And then we'll just see with the draft and, and obviously looking at some free agents, they did bring in Brashard Breland, even though they didn't tender him for the futures contract. So um, that's a position that are going to have to take a look at. But I would bring Alford back on a minimum deal. And you can never have enough corners
3: in this league, especially the amount of times we've seen teams across the league pass the ball, including this past weekend,
4: yeah, corner depth—it always comes up big, especially late in the season. And it was a problem for the Cardinals this season. So that will definitely be a key. And honestly, um, you know, the biggest improvement I can see on on the defense of this team will be the continued development of your two first-round draft picks at, at linebacker. I mean, both of these guys, um, you know, they they have the potential to be difference makers and playmakers. And uh, this year, at times, we saw Isaiah Simmons um, look like. You know that's the kind of player he was, where he was making you know 12 tackles and he was all over the field and making big time plays, and other times he would disappear for stretches. And um, you really hope that next year Zayvon Collins can be the player that they envisioned when they drafted him as well.
3: Year three for Isaiah Simmons, be year two yeah, right. for Zayvon Collins. And I thought Jordan Hicks had something interesting to say the day after the season about did he believe he was asked did he believe that those two young kids are ready. And he had full confidence in them and then added, and I'm paraphrasing here, Kyle, that sometimes you just, because they're drafted so high, sometimes you just got to throw them into the water, sink or swim. And that's why you drafted them. You might as well play them and then see if they're ready. No, that's exactly right. Um, I mean, the only way – I mean,
4: you can do everything perfect at like practice, but the only way to really develop, especially as a linebacker, is you've got to see so many things happening on the field at the same time. you got to be able to recognize, and uh, you start to get that muscle memory, but you've got to get that experience out on the field.
5: Yeah, and you look at Jordan Hicks, he's got a high-cap number. Curious to see, you know, he already was you know on the block last year, maybe, you know, thinking about going somewhere else. But to me at this point um, – it's on the players to put the work in, but it's also on the coaches to get these guys ready. And that has to happen next year with Collins and Simmons. And I think Simmons showed flashes, but inconsistent at times. And again, when you're playing four different positions, um, you know, that's that's why they drafted him. Maybe he settles on two different positions. I don't think he'll rush the passer though. I think more of a, a slot corner and an inside linebacker, and then you can have him covering the tight end. So, But the players have to put the work in and the coaches have to coach him up
3: the athleticism between those two is off the charts now it's okay between the years can you understand what you're being asked to can you understand to read offenses and be in the right spots Isaiah Simmons though Kyle does play has played a number of different positions are we at the point where it's okay we like the versatility yet at the same time how about you just figure out this one particular skill and then we branch out
4: yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, it, it seemed like, again, there was games where he settled in and was really comfortable, and there was other games where he really seemed like he was looking around, not really sure where he was supposed to be or, or who he was supposed to cover. And, um, you know, a guy like that, you don't ever want them thinking too much. With his athletic ability, his ability to close and come up and really surprisingly make big hits, uh, you don't ever want him hesitating, playing on his heels, um, you know, concerned when a lot of things are flashing in front of him. You just want him to go. You want to give him direction and go. And I, I think that um, that will give him a lot more success.
3: The one bright spot on this defense moving forward, MJ, is you don't have to worry about Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson. Maybe some depth at the safety position, but you are pretty strong, very strong at that spot.
5: Yeah, and Jalen Thompson and the, the, the strides that he's made, on, you know, in his first couple of years, maybe third year in the league, um, it's impressive. And that they got a nice tandem there. He's got to stay healthy, but for the most part. Yeah, you can build around those guys when it comes to the secondary. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts,
3: and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows on the go at your convenience, like the Dave Pash Podcast, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Cover 2, The Big Red Rage, and, of course, this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. When we come back, the offense and how the roster looks moving forward. As we continue, it's the Cardinals Red Sea Report here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: First down on the 47. Drops
5: back to throw.
1: Lobs it. Far side. Ertz with the catch at the 30. Loose at the 20. Far side, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Zach Ertz, 47 yards. Becomes the first player ever to have touchdown catches in consecutive games for two different teams the newest member of the Cardinals may have just put this one out of reach 23 to 5
2: boy that is a big time explosive play
1: by the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals
3: that was back on October 24th a 31 to 5 win against the Houston Texans Zach Ertz debut at State Farm Stadium the first of what would be 11 games played for Zach Ertz and he certainly made quite the impact 56 catches 574 yards three touchdowns gentlemen he was targeted 31 times third most behind Christian Kirk and A.J. Green and doing so in five fewer games as we continue here on the cardinals red sea report we do it every tuesday year round 11 to noon here on the arizona cardinals radio network Rio Lou, kyle vandenbosch and mike jurecki looking at the offense and one of those big name free agents for this cardinals team on the offensive side of the ball is zach Ertz. he made no secret about it kyle that he would like to be back he's got ties here to arizona enjoyed his three-month stay with the arizona cardinals and the state of arizona the question is always when you come to this how many years more importantly how many dollars what are you asking for what are you willing to give me so a lot of give and take back and forth but it's no question that zach ertz fits within this Kingsbury offense
4: yeah absolutely he really became you know Kyler's safety valve for a good part of the the late part of the season and um, that's big especially for a young quarterback but especially for an offense you know that that you know typically is designed to work the ball down the field somebody that can find the void in those underneath zones and he was he was so reliable Um, and I think it's he does become a priority now saying that um, you know, I, like most Cardinals fans, am a huge Max Williams fan as well. Loved uh, his approach to the game, loved the way he played, loved the way he developed into um, a reliable receiving tight end as well. Um, I, it's hard to bring both back, you know, so you, I think you have to weigh um, – it, it's just tough to pay two tight ends of free agency. But, so I think you have to weigh, you know, which, which player plays better in your offense or, or adds more value.
5: I think the uh, the goal is to re-sign Zach Ertz, um, depending on, obviously, the money, uh, two- or three-year deal, and then they want to retain uh, Max Williams probably on a minimum deal with incentives based on active on game day. And then we've talked about this before. The draft is deep at the tight end position, 15 to 20 deep. That doesn't mean they're going to take him in the first round, but I'm saying you have two veteran guys. We know Max is more the meat and potatoes in the 11 personnel. Obviously, there's a connection with Kyler and Zach Ertz, and then you develop a young guy. So I think that's the direction they would like to go. We'll see what happens once free
3: agency begins, but keep in mind Cardinals can sign their own free agents at any point right now we'll see if that happens with some of these perhaps with Zach Ertz. let's hear from the Cardinals tied in on the potential of continuing his career in a Cardinals uniform
5: I've loved my time here in Arizona I would love the opportunity to continue here there's a lot of things out of my control got a lot of good players that are free agents as well so it may not be even up to me Um, but it's been a blessing to be able to be here Um, I've truly loved it my wife has obviously loved it Um, Obviously, it didn't end where we wanted it to. um, But I still feel like we have unfinished business as a team. Uh, I would love to be a part of it. Let me ask you this. If you're a guy like Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, you know, Christian Kirk put up good numbers. Is he a number two or number three receiver? He played his natural position. Chase Edmonds obviously hasn't been able to stay healthy. They would like to retain James Conner. At this point, being a free agent for the first time, trying to get that second contract, Yes, they all want to be here. But that's what I'm hearing, but money talks. So at this point in time, do you think those guys just test free agency to kind of see what they're worth?
4: Yeah, I, I you know, I think you're exactly right. Um, all, all these guys are saying the right thing, and I truly believe they you know, love being on this team. They've enjoyed their experiences in this organization. Um, but you only get so many chances at, at getting a payday, right? And when you – um, it, when you get, you know, 31 other teams, and potentially if your team is still in the mix, you get 32 teams um, bidding for your services. Sometimes, you know, you need to take advantage of that, you know. And so, um, you know, while players do, uh, especially later in their career, it seems like players later in their career are, I've got my money, I just want to win. I think this is my best opportunity. Those guys might stay, but younger players who, for the first time, are hitting the market, um, you know, typically. Um, Somebody's going to, you know, really like what they see on film, and they should. Um, All of these are good players. Um, Somebody's going to pay, you know, Chase Edmonds. Someone's going to pay Christian
3: Kirk in free agency. It's nice to be wanted, and for those younger players, sometimes you need that, maybe that pat on the back that, as a veteran, maybe you don't need because, to your point, Kyle, you've already earned that money now. It's about, okay, I want to be able to have a sustained playoff run. You start talking, you thought thinking about your legacy in that respect.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, you know, it's it's the reason every well, not everybody, but it's the reason most people play the game. I mean, yes, you want security, you want that paycheck, you want to be, you know, your kids to be taken care of, um, but you want to win. You want to have that experience um, that so few players get um, of getting to a Super Bowl and potentially winning a Super Bowl because ultimately that lasts. Uh, that lasts with you the rest of your life i mean you know if you've already had your payday and you're okay i think you know you're seeing it actually a lot more now than you used to guys taking a little bit less to go to an organization that they both feel comfortable in and they know has gives them an opportunity to win that super bowl
5: all right put your gm hat on if you had only signed one connor or Edmonds. Connor's a little bit older. Um, Clearly, he fits this offense. Uh, You need to compliment some. They got Jalen Samuels. They signed. He's he's got some experience. You got Eno Benjamin. You got Jonathan Ward. Um, I don't know if they can sign both. But if you put your GM hat, who would you prefer to see in this offense based on what you saw last year? Uh, You know, one of
4: the biggest improvements. From this season, as opposed to last season, particularly through the you know first two thirds of the season, was our success on short yardage situations and our success in the red zone, and you know a lot of that is contributed to James Conner, how he runs the ball, his his attitude, um, and you know I if you asked me at the beginning of the season, it would have probably been a toss up, um, but seeing how well James Conner um, how well he played in the passing game. Um, how big of a threat he was on on screens um, to get big gains. Um, He can do most of the things that Chase Edmonds can do as well, while I'm not sure that Chase Edmonds can do all of the things that James Conner can do.
3: Conner, 37 catches. Edmonds, 43 catches. Now, their yardage total is different, but to your point, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes. And It went back to training camp, but if you weren't following or you weren't watching training camp, then all of a sudden you see – One week, a one-handed grab, and another week, a one-handed grab, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, he doesn't have to leave the field. And that's what you want with your running back is to be able to do both run and catch the ball and and how many checkdowns
4: to james Conner went for 20 yards or were big gainers because he he's not just a guy that has good hands and he's gonna get tackled i mean he is once he catches the ball in the open field it's just he runs the same way with the ball in the open field and and runs through contact the way he does on short yards and goal line plays i mean he he really was not just you know not just another option he was a weapon on offense
5: and you take a look at when colt mccoy won two out of three games on the road against san francisco and the seahawks he was able to bait the linemen and then the screen game was working Mm -hmm. And, and again, that's something Kyler's going to have to learn. Take what's there. Obviously, you'd like to get some chunk plays, but I thought when Colt was in there, they ran, he ran the offense the way they wanted from that standpoint. Obviously, he doesn't have the same skill set as Kyler Murray.
3: Will Connor and Edmonds both or one or the other, or maybe neither? Both are unrestricted free agents come mid-March. Here's head coach Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Huge fans of both those guys. I mean, you can't ask for two guys that that work harder. Um, do things the right way you know they're they're dialed in each and every day and, and uh, they both earned good deals as far as I'm concerned I, I hope that we can afford both guys because um, they both had fantastic seasons and, and they deserve to to get nice contracts but I would love to have them both back I think they complement each other really well
3: it's funny listening to Kingsbury when you're the head coach, MJ. It's just, you know, I want this guy, I want that guy, and it becomes a shopping spree, and then all of a sudden down the hall, and Kingsbury's referenced this as well, down the hall you get the general manager and, and your your cap guy going, well, no, we, we can't do that. that. That's okay. We No, that can't happen. So you have all these pieces, yet you have to kind of limit or you know narrow focus. All right, what can we do?
5: Well, the thing is, uh, they got Connor and Colt McCoy on sweet deals. I mean, I want to say total. They probably made three and a half, four million. million, $4 I don't know about the incentives. But, yeah, it, it, which teams have, Craig, is a positional spending at each position. So, you you know, when obviously, Hop's number is going to $25 million. Can they afford, you know, a number two? But when you look at the running back position, they don't have a lot of money invested in there unless they sign one of these two guys to a long-term contract. So it's like this: they have this pie, and you got to slice it up. And you got to hope you come up with the best 53 players going into the season.
3: Of course, it doesn't matter what Connor or Edmonds do running or receiving if there's not holes for them to run through or if there's not protection for the quarterback to throw them the football, and that becomes to the offensive line. I think you're pretty solid there, Kyle, but we do know that they're right now with Max Garcia scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. There's a hole right now at right guard.
4: Yeah, and I, you know when, when Aaron Donald's in your – um, division, uh, that's that's an important spot to fill. It can't just be a guy. I think um, you need to be really strong um, at both center and both guard positions. I think it's important. Um, you know, I think that was... Hey, the offensive line, to me, uh, was kind of, um, you know, the story, one of the stories of, of when this season started to go south because this line was one of the most dependable, reliable, and productive units um, through the first part of the season. For whatever reason, um, you know, there was games where they gave up too many pressures, pressure, pressure too quickly, and were unable to open some of the holes that they are able to open up early in the season. So it's, I'm sure it's something – um, you know, not just the guard position. Um, I think you need to continue to always look to upgrade the depth. Um, and, and saying that with the running back position as well, whichever one you choose, you're going to need that second guy. We saw it late in the season with the running backs going in and out of the lineup. You need depth. You need somebody reliable. And so, um, you know, it, it didn't – It on paper, it doesn't seem like much adding that extra game but it is so hard to manage even a 16 game season and keep everybody healthy and not go through position groups that are just devastated by injury so um, depth is always going to be huge and i think it'll be important to especially the offensive line to continue to have that depth
5: no listen i i give max garcia a ton of credit he was playing out of position i mean he, you know he was learning on the fly and uh, you know he was he's he, to me he's a backup though they got to get something out of justin murray or josh jones and again it's on the players justin murray kind of forgotten this year he could play four different positions beecham is under contract next year hump's under contract hudson's under contract so we'll see with justin murray but again when you're picking 23 um you can take a guy in the trenches you you're picking in the second round you know late second round you can take a guy in the trenches because that's where they got to get better in this division in the trenches
3: the loss of justin murray he was i think counted on and suffered a back injury designated to return tried to practice had a setback ended up having back surgery according to kingsbury expected to be cleared at the end of february and then should be good to go so if you can have him back that would solve a lot of questions and remember with garcia mj he was he was your backup center and was only moved to the guard spot, left or right, because of injuries and in COVID issues during training camp.
5: Yeah, like I said, I mean, he's, he's a good depth guy, but I just don't think he, if you're lining up the top five, I don't think, you know, based on... And again, he's, he's going against these really good fronts in the NFC West, but you got to get better in the interior. Catch
3: up on past episodes of the Day Patch Podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter, at hash pod we've hit halftime here on the cardinals red sea reports when we come back how about we look ahead even further coming up this weekend championship sunday the afc and nfc and already hinted at our thoughts on the nfc title game but we'll break down bengal's chiefs 49ers rams that's all straight ahead here on the arizona cardinals radio network
1: Evan McPherson for the Bengals win from 52. McPherson eyes the uprights. Looks down, tells Humer he's ready. Here's the snap, ball down. McPherson's kick is on the way, and it is good! And the Bengals win! The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the AFC title game. Evan McPherson with the walk-off winner from 52. And the Bengals' dream season continues. First and goal at the 8. While Holmes gets the shotgun snap, pumps, throws for the end zone to Kelsey, adjusting, makes the catch, touchdown, Travis Kelsey with a touchdown in the back right corner of the end zone, Kansas City wins it, 42-36 in overtime, and the Chiefs will host their fourth straight AFC Championship game. A
3: first. In NFL history, by the way, Bengals first title game appearance since 1988. The AFC down to two teams Bengals at the Chiefs, 105 Sunday afternoon on CBS. Ryan Radke, Kevin Kugler on Westwood One with the final calls. Bengals upset the Titans. Chiefs rallied past the Bills in overtime. Before we get into this matchup, which is a rematch of a contest in week 17, I got to get your thoughts, Kyle on watching that Chiefs-Bills game in which the quarterbacks combined for over 700 passing yards and seven touchdowns. As a defensive guy, do you enjoy that? Were you on the edge of your seats, or are you throwing things at the TV going, someone get a stop? Uh, As an also avid fantasy football player. Uh, There (laughs) we go.
4: I I enjoy those type of games. I enjoy those. No, that was... I mean, Mike and I were talking about it earlier. I feel like that's the best two teams right now in the NFL. And um, you feel like if those two teams played, you know, 10 times, it might be five and five between the two of them. And, um, you know, those two quarterbacks, uh, just phenomenal games. Um, and, you know, the future is bright because they're both both young quarterbacks. But, man, that's uh, that was a great way to cap off uh, an incredible football weekend.
3: 25 points, Three lead changes over the final two minutes of regulations. Chiefs move on. They'll host the Bengals on Sunday afternoon. The Bengals, again, they've adopted that mantra, MJ, about, you know, why not us? I mean, they weren't favored last week. Go in, upset the Titans. They're certainly not going to be favored coming up this weekend. Yet, don't count out Joe Burrow, even though he's still very, very young in this game.
5: If I'm not mistaken, Cincinnati beat Kansas City this year. So they got that to go back to. But you look at Joe Burrow, 1,654 passing yards to Jamar Chase. Um, The duo is younger than uh, 25 years old, entering the conference championship game. The other guys who did it was Dante Culpepper and uh, Randy Moss and then Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. But right now, um, under 25 years old, they – and then you got Joe Mixon. You got to give Zach Taylor a lot of credit. He looked like a deer in the headlights his first year, Duke Tobin. Um, his father's Vin, uh, Bill Tobin, the uncle of Vince Tobin. He's done a really good job at that roster. They went out and signed some good free agents, Trey Henderson, Henderson and a couple other guys they brought in. But Clearly, he's taken a lot of hits. When you when you get sacked nine times, but Tannehill, he starts the game with a pick and then he throws two picks in the second half. That was really the difference in the game.
3: Nine sacks and you win the ball game. It's Do you talk about taking a hit and getting back up? yeah. Uh, you can't say enough about his toughness,
4: especially the way he was injured last year. I mean, you would think he would be, um, you know, trying to get rid of the ball as quick as he could. But he stands in there, gets the ball down the field. And, um, you know, I'm, I am i don't know what the stats are, but I, I, I can't imagine a team getting sacked nine times, one quarterback getting sacked nine times and winning the game. It just never works out that way. Um, but, yeah, he showed tremendous toughness. and. Um, He's got – you know, his future is definitely bright because he he knows where he's going with the ball and he can deliver it, put it anywhere on the football field. He's got a good command for the offense. Um, You know, you expect him to have a a tremendous career just based upon what he's done thus far, but he needs offensive line help because he's not going to last at this rate.
3: Well, there was that decision – not too long ago what do you do if you're the cincinnati Bengals? do you draft an offensive tackle or do you go wide receiver they went wide receiver jamar chase pairing him up with his lsu teammate joe burrow and all chase has done is rewrite the record books when it comes to wide receivers rookie wide receivers in terms of yards
5: catches and touchdowns and and, and they got three good wide receivers you look at higgins and you know boyd i mean they and they got a good running back in joe mixon i mean um again you gotta give him a lot of credit. Just you know, he you know, Burrow's twenty five years old, um, where you you got some younger guys, uh, like Kyler Murray's younger than him and, and I think hey, maybe Josh Allen's gonna be twenty five. Um but yeah, I mean he, he's he's a mature guy. And the funny thing is he goes to Ohio State and then if Greg Shiano got the Tennessee job, he was gonna go there. He didn't get the job, so he goes to L S U and he wins a national championship and then yeah i tell you what, guys, the AFC, you know, we had Brady and Manning and Roethlisberger for all these years. This AFC is fascinating. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. We'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert. I mean, they are loaded with guys under 27 years old in the AFC. It
3: was Burrow getting the best of Mahomes in Week 17, 34-31. Evan McPherson kicked a 20-yard field goal as time expired. That wasn't that long ago, Kyle. It was not Week 3 or Week 7. Week 17, how much does that factor into game planning for an AFC championship game?
4: I would say quite a bit, actually. I mean, it's it doesn't it not much has changed. I mean, it's not like uh, you know sometimes a game this season you have almost completely different personnel the second time around. Um, it was so recent, so. Uh, but but one of the things I love, uh, especially with a team like Kansas City and their offense, is. They're just so unpredictable they come up with so many creative ways to beat you and what they do on offense one week they'll give you a completely different look the next week and it's it's you know they really confuse um, and keep defenses on their heels with all of their pre-snap shifts and motions and um, things they do after the snap so um, you know I would think um, probably the bigger advantage is to Kansas City with a you know a little bit more of a conventional offense like they have in Cincinnati
5: man Tyreek Hill, when he puts his foot in the ground Wow I mean, I, I, now Tyron Matthew wasn't out there, and he's in concussion protocol. Looks good that he will return, but man, he put his foot. And then the catch by Kelsey in the end zone. I mean, two feet in. I mean, uh, Mahomes just I mean, yeah, he, he does a lot of things. You just shake your head and you're like no, and then yes. But I'm just. It's, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping them unless they get into a shootout because the Bills fans think if they win the coin toss, they win the game. <laughs> they couldn't stop Josh Allen. Yeah, all came down <laughs> to a coin toss. <laughs>
3: In the divisional round. <laughs> we, we talked a lot about playoff experience for the Cardinals going into their first playoff matchup and wild card weekend. And now you look at playoff experience here and the Chiefs, as we heard on the final call, four straight years hosting this game, not just playing, but hosting this game. And the Bengals, who the little team upstart that now is kind of reemerging from the darkness coming in. And I don't know if they're – phased at all by any of this from the head coach on down to the players right I don't
4: know who has the advantage there because you're right uh, experience particularly playoff experience it it is a big deal you know you've been through the routine you don't get too emotional Um, but now saying that a, a team like the Bengals that nobody expected to be here and is playing like they deserve to be there sometimes what you don't you What you don't know is good, right? You don't know that you should be overwhelmed. You don't know that hey, we don't stand a chance against an offensive juggernaut like the Chiefs. You just go in and you're like, well, you know nobody expected us to be here anyway so let's go out there and give it our best shot so um it's it's a really intriguing matchup
5: well looking at the division i mean pittsburgh's trying to find their next quarterback you know we'll see if rogers i know he likes mike tomlin and then you look at baker mayfield what's going on there and then lamar jackson just hasn't been able to stay healthy so i gotta think the team to beat in the future is cincinnati and we'll see because now all of a sudden they're not going to surprise anybody They're they're going to be the the hunt it versus the hunter, and it changes. But uh, they they got a good roster, and if they can continue to build, they'll be the team to beat in that division. We keep talking about like the Chiefs
3: are this old team. Mahomes is not that old. I mean, he, he's he's right. still Maybe he's I 26. Mean, he can play based off what other quarterbacks have done in the league. He can play for another 20 years if he wants to. Now, he probably won't. He's got enough money already in the bank not to play, but he, you know he's not going anywhere in that conference outright right
4: and again watching him uh, he, the things he can do with the football is still pretty incredible the, the way he changes his arm angles can throw back all the way across the field and the way he can i mean he can still stick his foot in the ground and gain yardage in a hurry too so um you know he's
3: he's still just a tremendous player to watch Bengals at the Chiefs AFC Championship game coming up on Sunday afternoon kickoff 105 on CBS check out season 1 of our Cardinal's folktales on our official YouTube channel Visit YouTube.com slash Cardinals to get the story behind the stories from several remarkable moments in Cardinals history. That's Cardinals Book Tales, available at YouTube.com slash Cardinals. Original audio podcast also available by searching Cardinals Book Tales wherever you get your podcasts. When we come back, the NFC Championship game. Yes, we'll talk about 49ers Rams Part 3 here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network
1: seconds to play tied at 10 and here comes robbie gold a 17 year veteran this is in the snow this is in the wind this is in lambeau 45 yard field goal on the snowy grass which now Steve will hold pepper the snap high snap put down kick is up and the kick is good he got it clock at zero san francisco Timeout four seconds to go in regulation Matt Gay on to win it for the Rams snap ball down the kick is up and the kick is good the Rams are going to the NFC championship game and have we seen the last of the most decorated quarterback in NFL history Tom Brady is he done the Rams looked like they were done the way the Buccaneers came back but they still win it in regulation 30 to 27 they'll host the 49ers at SoFi Stadium next Sunday for the right to go to the Super Bowl third time the NFC West division
3: rivals will meet 49ers at the Rams on Sunday 4:40 in the afternoon on Fox Kevin Harlan, Dave Pash, Westwood 1. Yes, the voice of the Arizona Cardinals, Dave Pash doing a little extra work. Sure it was awkward more than anything else, calling a Rams victory like that, but he does a solid job. But he is ours. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Ria, Luke Bosch, and Mike Jarecki. Before we discuss part three, 49ers at the Rams. This little bit of news around the National Football League. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the first to report citing sources. Sean Payton has informed the Saints that he is stepping away. Cardinals, MJ, host the Saints next season.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the quarterback spot. I think if Sean Payton was there, Aaron Rodgers, that could have been an option for him. Uh, They do have Dennis Allen uh, as the defensive coordinator. Uh, he was a head coach in league with the Raiders. I want to say so. Obviously, you got to go through the Rooney Rule, but um, based on Tony Romo and some of these other guys, uh, they're getting like 10, 15 million a year to be a broadcaster. No stress. Uh, show up on you know Friday or Saturday, and get home Sunday night.
3: Well, maybe Drew Brees and Sean Payton can be reunited in the broadcast booth. Payton uh, or uh, Brees already working for NBC. we well, so we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, I was not expecting that coaching move this offseason Kyle that's but that's just me without reading a bunch of tea leaves yeah yeah I, I had heard
4: whispers about that something may happen and really over the last 24 hours and um, it's it's surprising I mean I have to imagine he's one of the you know two or three longest tenured head coaches with the team he's at and um, he he's had tremendous success there, and um, has done great things in the in the New Orleans community as well. So um, it is a bit of, of a surprise, but um, like you said, I'm sure he's got plenty of opportunities um, to go make money elsewhere.
5: And the, and the thing is, um, when when you look at it from you know um, Sean Payton's, I, the, the the tweet is he's stepping aside. So if you're Jerry Jones. <laughs> If he's stepping aside, that means he's not coaching, and they would probably be able to get draft picks. But stepping aside is different because Jerry Jones, I think he's dating Mike McCarthy, but he's not married to him. Well, he is talking about Sean
3: Payton leaving contract years and a lot of money on the table with this decision if we're to believe Ian Rappaport and no reason not to believe him. But let's focus back in on the NFC Championship game 49ers and Rams they met twice in the regular season 49ers won both meetings 31 to 10 in week 10 which really turned their season around and then to end the regular season week 18 27 24 to get the 49ers in to the postseason they rallied from a 17 nothing first half deficit but you look it's hard enough kyle to beat a team twice in one season now you're gonna have to do it three times but we say all this and we know the history between these two teams 49ers have beaten the rams six straight times including three times at sofi stadium yeah this division is so
4: weird how our teams um, have success against other teams um yeah and that that last game they played um that went into overtime what a, that was another epic game and um, you know, what What I love, uh, th- there's good things I like about both teams. Um, I really like the Niners' toughness when you have, when your best players are, you know, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, and you see them, watch them last week hobbling around on one leg and Debo picking up a big first down. Um, they gave an opportunity to win the game. And Kittle, you know, he's obviously banged up as well out there, um, has a big catch at the end of the game. Those are the type of leaders. When your leaders are your hardest workers and your toughest players, they inspire the entire team. And you can see um, just a different level of excitement, really, from both the Niners and the Rams than, than, you know, I don't want to keep bringing it up, than you saw with the Cardinals last Monday night.
5: I'll say this though, Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's quiet in the critics. You know, in Todd Bowles, whether he was going to blitz or not, Stafford versus the blitz this year. 132-5 passing rate first, 75% completion percentage first, 15 touchdowns second. So it's not so much getting him off his spot, um, but he's protecting the ball. Beckham's been a huge addition. Von Miller, uh, Cooper Cup. Hey, listen. Uh, Next year, the Cardinals are hosting the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we're talking about the Cardinals making a run in the playoffs, but I don't want to see the Rams represent the NFC Conference, and I know Stan Kroenke is telling those guys, you guys better win. Well,
3: it's the first time a conference championship game will be played in the stadium that will host the Super Bowl and potentially second straight year that the host team will be in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, Rams, potentially that is what's at stake this weekend and of course piggybacking off what you said mj following year at state farm stadium so hey as they say dreaming is free of course it is going to be awkward watching this one on sunday 49ers at the rams again kick off at 4:40 on fox and then we'll discuss it one week from today as we will the afc championship game On that note, special thanks to those behind the scenes, Senior Broadcast Manager and Producer Jim Omohundro, Technical Director Jeff Darge. For Kyle Vandebosch, Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in one week's time here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report every Tuesday year-round on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
2: You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Kirk, he got it. He's in. Touchdown. Huda Baker with the sack. Stripped the ball. Murray's going to score. Touchdown.
2: Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown.
1: Cardinals win.
2: This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.